Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Coming in hot on a Monday. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. We are live at Ace Airport Casino and Hotel Fleet, Calgary Airport. Summer residency begins today with episode number 1017 of your favorite daytime talk show. We are uh, live on television, Game Plus. That's Telus Channel 924 out in Alberta and British Columbia. We're on WQEE Radio. We're Atlanta's NHL show, and we're on YouTube as well. Uh, one thing that hasn't changed is Darren Moose-Dupont for the final week is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and he joins us today from the sunny out-of-doors. Moose, I'm going to jump right into the show topics in a moment, other than to say that our guests today are our NHL analyst from Florida, Serena Taylor, as we talked about the Stanley Cup final. She was there covering it for us on the weekend, as we could not attend FLA Live Arena. Coming up in hour two, Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, the former voice of the Argos, and uh, also Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports. So it's a busy Monday, so let's go. Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show board, please? And we'll get after it. We are live, by the way, before a studio audience. Now, I was in Edmonton at the CFL game. I was in Saskatoon speaking to the Canadian Angus Association. So that's where my focus was, my tunnel focus. But, Darren, it would be hard to miss what Nick Taylor did. He joked that the 69-year-old curse is over, and then he teared up, realizing he had fulfilled a boyhood dream by winning the RBC Canadian Open on Sunday. The Abbotsford, B.C. product drained the longest part of his pro career from 72 feet out to beat England's Tommy Fleetwood on the fourth playoff hole at Oakdale Golf and Country Club. Both golfers finished the 72-hole tourney at 17-under. Pat Fletcher, who won the Open in 1954, was the last Canadian to win the national tournament. So I got to defer to the golf people. A, I'm not a golf person. B, I was focused elsewhere. But you are, and I saw your tweet. You said this is the greatest sports moment of the weekend. What's the golf community thinking about this? It's pretty cool. Um, it, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, for a Canadian to win this. And then it, it was just, it wasn't even as much about a Canadian winning it too as how a Canadian won it. You know, for Nick Taylor to win it the way he did. I mean, he had such a great final three rounds. Um, and then on Sunday with, you know, Corey Connors watching and Mike Weir was watching and Graham Dillette was there watching and the crowd on 18 was insane. Um, for him to win it, and then to win it in a you know multiple playoff hole battle with Tommy Fleetwood, and not even that to drain a 72-foot putt, the longest of his career to win it, um, it was a really cool moment that I think we'll remember for a while. Well, what is cool? They're showing it on the highlights here. 
at the bar here at Ace Casino. Uh, everybody's excited. You saw like Patrick Mahomes was tweeting about it. The whole sports world yeah. was into that. And I actually saw people saying that they were going to switch their TVs from the CFL game here in Canada to that because they saw what was going on and was exciting. So bravo to him. Now, moving on, this ain't the golf show. Point two, the status of leading scorer Matthew Kachuk is the biggest question facing the Florida Panthers as they head to Las Vegas on Tuesday, trailing the best of seven Stanley Cup final series 3-1. Kachuk left for a stretch during the third period of game four Saturday night because of an undisclosed injury. Florida would make NHL history by becoming the first team in 81 years to erase a 3-1 deficit in the final. So let's talk about the Stanley Cup because it is Canada after all. I'm going to save the bulk probably of the next segment for our Canadian Football League fans, of which there are millions. But there were millions more into the Stanley Cup final. And um, here's what they're thinking. I saw the clip from Paul Maurice, the head coach of Florida, saying, hey, we're down 3-1. That means we can play free. The pressure isn't really on us. Um, but we are down 3-1. So that says Vegas has been better in this series. And then they flip over to Bruce Cassidy, the coach of the Golden Knights. And he says, hey, 16 wins. And until it's 16 wins, we're not celebrating any, every, anything. So I think it's probably good for Florida. They got an extra night. Right, two nights off between games, and then so they go Tuesday with Game Four. Florida's still playing, I believe, without pressure. I do. Yeah, they want to win, but the fact is, nobody expects them to win Game Five. Nobody expected them to get this far. It's not like that's like they're playing without pressure, but there are no expectations. And believe me, I've been through these wars in a variety of leagues. And covering the National Hockey League, I know how the players and coaches think. Florida's, they're not uptight, but they're not necessarily feeling great about themselves. Vegas, on the other hand, Darren, coming home to the fortress, you'd think there would be pressure to close it out and expectations. They're not even thinking about that. And I know Kelly McCrimmon really well, their general manager. I was texting with him Saturday night. They're locked down. They're in the zone. That's why they're up 3-1 in the Stanley Cup final. They aren't worried about pressure. That's, that's what I think. What's your read on where they are on this series going into game five? Yeah, and I think, <coughs> excuse me, this is one of the situations for Florida. When they came into the series, I don't think anybody was taking them lightly. You know, it was, okay, these Panthers are for real, and they got a shot to win a Stanley Cup. But then when you go in and, and you play the first few games the way the series has gone and, and you get yourself in a little bit of a hole here, down 3-1, to one, now you'll see pet the Panthers back into that position where everybody's now counting them out again, just like they did against Boston. And they got through Boston, but nope, they're going to get beat by Toronto. And they get beat by Toronto, you know, and, and just every time you, you count them out. Well, now we're counting them out again. And so we'll see how they respond. And what we've seen throughout the playoffs is the Panthers respond really well when everybody's counting them out. But Vegas is playing so well. I think I was watching SportsCenter after the game, and Craig Button said he counted one scoring chance through the first two periods of that game for Florida uh, the other night. And if that's the case, I mean, Vegas is just locking it up defensively, not letting anything get to their net. And the Panthers are going to have to get a little grittier if they're going to grind out a, a, you know, and grind their way back into this series and try and force a game six or seven. How could anybody really be surprised that that's where we are? Everybody knows Vegas is the best team. And what we want is for the best team to win, right? What I, I'm not saying I want the Golden Knights to win. It would be a wonderful story if the Florida Panthers did. But the fact that it's 3-1 Vegas with a chance to close that out in Game 5 shouldn't really surprise anybody. 
Just dipping into the comments here from everybody uh, from Ryan O Radio at WQEE says Monday RP show. Hello to our Georgia listeners. Don't be afraid to throw us a text on the Progressive Insurance text line 902-518-3033. Regarding the golf, and we don't talk about a lot of it here, golf, but I got time for it today. Uh, Glenn Erickson, he's a golf guy and a hockey guy from Medicine Hat. Glenn says at the time of his win in 1954, Pat Fletcher was the club professional at the Saskatoon Golf and Country Club. How about that? Uh, 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 uh. John from Edmonton says, I blame the referees in yesterday's Elks game, but I loved that a referee got knocked down during the game. We're going to get to the CFL stuff. Nelson, our VP of SEM events, says RP has to be a platinum member, uh, sorry, a platinum member with WestJet by now. Um, I'm high in their program, in their rewards program, but I did drive. Like, I flew into Regina from Miami on Friday, immediately jumped in my vehicle, drove to Saskatoon, stayed overnight, gave a keynote address to the Canadian Angus Association Saturday afternoon, watched the game in my hotel room bed Saturday night, game four of the Stanley Cup, Got up, drove to Edmonton Sunday for the Riders and the Elks, and then drove to Calgary last night. And I'm up and on the air here today with a lot of help of our staff and also Kevin the Medium, our sales coordinator. So it wasn't all in the air, is my point. And I do want to get to what those Angus guys said the other day. These are cattle ranchers, everybody. Just so you know, I understand you people that don't know ag, don't understand what an Angus is, but it's a breed of cattle. They're the black ones. And uh, you talk about Pat Fletcher in 1954. My grandpa was the president of the Canadian Angus Association in 1957. When I told the cattle ranchers that, it blew their boots off. They couldn't believe it, Moose, when I dropped that. And two people, cool. two people separately said to me in the Q&A session, they said, why did the Leafs hire Brad Tree Living as the general manager after he screwed up the flames? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't screw up the flames. Come over here. Step into my office. I'll explain. Um, to the CFL, Cooper Campbell's watching in Mississippi. He says, I hope you're doing well, Rod. Great CFL weekend and hoping Coach Jones is doing okay. I thought the game last night was a very competitive one on both sides. Probably going to get to that next. Rowan Fisher... He's a new, new member of our audience, writes in and says, why does everyone from Canada have a cold? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe it's COVID. Have we thought about that? <laughs> and uh, from Navy Dawn watching in Ottawa, he says, Hereford is the best. We're not going down that road. Hereford, they're the red and white cattle the, with the red body and the white head. And uh, we my cousins raised the Herefords, and we raised the Angus. And as I said in my speech the other day, we used to have fist fights when we were kids, and we were brought to tears crying over which breed of cattle's better. Happiness is Herefords, or black is beautiful. No, it's, we're adults now. We're not fighting over it. It's all good. Just eat beef. We're all in this together. That's the most important thing. Back on track. Point three, the Edmonton Elks. 
had three attempts from the one-yard line in the fourth quarter to pull ahead of the visiting Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but couldn't get the ball in the end zone. The Rough Riders leaned on the defense to defeat the Elks 17-13 in the CFL regular season opener for both squads, extending the Elks' losing streak at home to a CFL record 18 straight games. So just a few thoughts on that game. I'm sure you were watching it, Darren, but it was awesome to be there. And a hearty thank you to the Edmonton Elks for giving us a press box seat, nameplate, the Rod Peterson show. They treated us like a million bucks. Sat. Story time before we get into the actual game. <laughs> yes. Brian Hall was sitting behind us in the row behind us with his. I didn't know it was his son, Jeff. And there's a running commentary, not from Halsey, but from Jeff of the first quarter. And I was like, guys, if I wanted commentary, I'd turn the TV on. But that's, but you know what? He was kind of funny and it was good. Yeah. And, uh, and Halsey and I, trust me, not that we didn't get along in my 20 years in the CFL, but we weren't close by any means. Not a big deal. To the point that I didn't even think he knew who I was. And Kevin, the medium, our sales guy, turned to me and he goes, who is that guy? I pointed to the sign on the wall, the uh, Brian Hall Media Center. That's him. So, second quarter, you'll appreciate this, Moose. Halsey's 88 yes. years old. So I turned up and I, I looked. I'm like, hey, Brian. He's like, hey, Rod. He had like a Mickey Donovan, John Voight thing going. And you yeah. probably saw yeah. the Edmonton uh, shirt that he was wearing. He goes, you're in Florida? You're in, how's things in Florida? You're in Florida now? And I was like, I'm surprised you even know my name. That, that's how much I thought Halsey knew or cared about me. <laughs> so we ended up having a good visit. And I said, Halsey, how many seasons did you do? He's like, 45. He's got that wink, eh? And uh, so I said, let's get a picture. So I was going to do a selfie. And then his son, Jeff was like, uh, I'll take the photo, I'll take the photo. And I said, Jeff Hall, the son of the legendary Brian Hall, voice of the Eskimos for 45 years, how come I never met you? And all my time in the league, and he goes, my dad didn't let me in the booth because when I was a little kid at Clark Stadium, where before Commonwealth Stadium, he goes, I was in the booth and on live radio, I didn't know that we were live, and I said, can you bring me a pop to the press box? He goes, Rod, 3,000 people brought a pop to the press box. And I said, well, worse things have been said on a live mic than that. To which a lot of people had a snicker. And we had a, we had a, a really grand time at the old ball game. 32,000 plus on hand at Commonwealth Stadium. The comments coming into our website, rodpeterson.com, are amazing from fans of both teams. But it was just a fantastic atmosphere. Everybody in the, a lot of people in the Alberta capital today, Elks fans, want Taylor Cornelius cut yesterday their quarterback and I'm thinking that's just fan speak I didn't see him on the field in the three failed goal line third and or first and goal second and goal third and goal situations it was uh, Lockley that blocks Lee the backup I what I did see was Taylor Cornelius throw a 102 yard touchdown at Geno Lewis like it wasn't all on Taylor Cornelius uh, Jake Ceresna the defensive end sacks the Saskatchewan quarterback does a somersault and takes out the referee we all thought that was kind of funny. But I'm like, he'll be lucky if he's not disqualified for that. As it was, it was, a, as you know, a 10-yard penalty. It's on all the highlights. Way to go, Jake. You made the blooper real. Uh, 
So Saskatchewan won 17 for 13. For those that don't know, you got less than a minute, Darren. What uh, do you? We'll we'll carry this on after the break. But what did you think of the game? Yeah, I thought it was okay and and a good uh, good start. You know, you got a lot of moving pieces on both these rosters, so just getting through and for Saskatchewan getting a win is big. They'll build off of it. And I thought the biggest moment, obviously. It was the biggest moment, the, the goal line stand, three plays. Um, you need your defense to bail you out and, and win your game sometimes. Riders did that. That's a really good sign. We'll talk more about that uh, when we come back. We'll talk a lot more about it. So football fans, stay with us. Uh, NBA fans, too. Blue Jays, basketball. And when I say not just NBA, CEBL, too. But, folks, today is the deadline. There, fixed. Today's the deadline. Woody's RV World presenting the summer football road trip hosted by the Rod Peterson Show and Engelheim. T- you have to book today. Tickets are available now at rodpeterson.com and Eventbrite. Search Woody's RV at Eventbrite. And it's charter transportation, Engelheim from Regina to Calgary, June 23rd to the 25th. Two-night accommodations at Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport with complimentary breakfasts, exclusive pre- and post-game parties hosted by moi. Rough Riders at Stampeders, June 24th. And Woody's would like to bring you and a friend or a loved one. On them, purchase an RV at Woody's, and if you buy a ticket to join us on the football road trip, Woody's will buy you an additional ticket. Bring your best bud, your kid, your partner. Heck, bring your grandma. Links are at rodpeterson.com right now. Come on and watch some great CFL football out here with us with Woody's RV in Engelheim. We'll be right back. This is the warm-up. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio and YouTube. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games. And the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 
19 plus, use your game sense. How about that? We're live from Ace Casino Airport. Beautiful, beautiful morning out here in the foothills. And it's episode number 1017. I feel like I could probably stop numbering them at this point, or at least, no? Kevin, our sales guy's right here in front of this vast live studio audience at Ace Casino Airport. And he says, no, keep keep, keep numbering them. We're on Game Plus Television, uh, WQEE, and YouTube. And I just opened up the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. We got a new viewer from Toronto. His name is Kirk. Kirk Filipovich, and uh, he says, Hi, Rod, it's Kirk. Just wondering, what do you think of the new Argonaut uniforms? Personally, I think they suck. Well, aren't you just a negative Nelson? Listen, we've debated this. He obviously wasn't w- watching Moose. We can bring in Moose from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Uh, they're called Cambridge Blues, and frankly, they make me weak in the knees. Powder blue helmet, powder blue top, powder blue pants. It's my favorite color. So what do you think, I think? I think it's the greatest thing. It's a little USFL-ish, a little XFL-ish, a little spring league-ish. But who cares? It's new. It's hip. It's popping. It's not tired, old, and worn out. I love them. Uh, they, you voted them as your favorite jersey in the CFL, did you not? Oh, yeah. They are so great. Yeah. And I'll just say, like, you know, that type of negativity is not the way you want to start on Monday morning. Or a Monday afternoon, no. or wherever you're at. But uh, those jerseys are awesome. And, you know, I, it, it sucks that the Argos had to have the bye week in week one, but somebody did. So we'll see them this weekend. Yeah. Um, we had that poll here uh, some weeks ago. What's better, these current Toronto Argonaut blues or the old Ryder black jerseys from 20 years ago? And it ended up around 50-50. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I like it. I said to Kevin, our sales guy, we could be Canada's preeminent voice on the Canadian Football League because, frankly, nobody's doing it. The press box was empty. There's no media left anymore. So let's talk about it. It's not like people, the media, it's not like they don't like the CFL. We were explaining this this morning. There's no media left to talk about it. There's been so many cutbacks in our industry. They only got so many people, and they all want to cover the NHL. And God knows there's enough people talking about that, so the CFL comes here to talk. Steve Kimball... And the audience says, terrible Elks offense. They won the Riders the game. Carlos in Indianapolis says, it's not going to be pleasant for the team that ends the Elks losing streak. I think there's as much pressure to avoid being the team that ends the streak as there is on the Elks to end said streak. That's from Carlos in Indianapolis. And I was sitting there before the game with Ryan Rashog, longtime friend of mine, sideline reporter for TSN. And we're like, just sit for a second. And think about how long it's been since this team's won at home. October 2019. It's been almost four years since they've won a home game. What the hell is that? You know, and I'm a believer in karma and stuff and, you know, getting rid of the name Eskimos. People say this has coincided with the name change to Elk, that the football gods are punishing them for that. Do you think there's a chance of that, Darren, or they've just been terrible at home? (laughs) Well, you know, is it a coincidence or not? Doesn't matter. It still lines up with the dates, so the narrative is there. You know, for anybody who wants to say, you know, it is the football gods, and maybe there is a a thing to that because we do know that they exist. Um, That is a long time. That is a painfully long time. 
Uh, one thing we do know is this Elks team is getting better under Chris Jones. Yeah, they didn't win against Saskatchewan, but they look better, improved. And I think there's a lot of good signs there. And the fact that over 32,000 showed up to watch them shows you that this community is ready to buy in. And, you know, with the oh, yeah. guaranteed win night and everybody getting free tickets, I hope they all come back and then some to watch the Elks' next home game because now it is kind of must-see must TV to find out when they're going to break this streak. I feel terrible for their president, Victor Kui, who likes all our tweets, shares all our stuff. Their president, Victor Kui, is doing everything he can do, but he can't get out there and win the damn game for him. You know, why was there 32,000-plus? A lot to do with their marketing and work in the front office. And the team can't pull it out on the field, man. Teams rarely, there's a tug-of-war between the front office and the football ops always, especially when they're not winning. Um, Jet, uh, Jet Oil Tom writes, and he says, I love Halsey. Rod kind of reminds me of a younger Halsey. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. 45 years in the CFL for Halsey, Canadian Football Hall of Fame. The man's done it all. But I also want to say something, because it is the Rod Peterson Show, not Sports Center. We need to remind a lot of our audience that. It's the things that I want to talk about. And why I'm doing so much public speaking and getting asked to do so much corporate speaking is how my life weaves into who I'm talking to. So on Saturday, it was the Canadian Angus Association, a bunch of cattle ranchers. So I told him at the start of the speech, I said, I can't work in the sports industry anymore in mainstream media. I don't believe because I wouldn't last five minutes. Here's an example. 10 years ago, maybe a little less than 10 years ago, TSN's Farhan Lalji called me the day of a game. He was doing sidelines. Now I was the voice of the Rough Riders on radio, but Farhan says, can you give me some tidbits, some nuggets uh, for the game tonight that I can use? And I'm like, eh, let me think. Well, here's one. Darian Durant. MVP of the CFL has a steak sandwich the afternoon of every game. Darian Durant is fueled by Canadian beef. And I said, use that. That's good. And Farhan's like, that's good. That's good. I taped the game, watched the television broadcast the next day, and he never said it. And I said, Farhan, what the hell? And he goes, oh, I had to run it by our producers in TSN, and they said Canadian beef would have to pay for that. That's free advertising. We can't do that. And I said, oh, my God then don't ask for any more tips. Like 20 years ago, that would be done in a second. But the red tape and the BS and the politics, I just can't, just can't anymore. Uh, from Jake Hughes from the Hughes podcast writes that he says, podcasts like yours are the best for the league. That and other smaller podcasts, it's great. The whole point is we just need to be talking about the league because it's a great game. It's a great, what I just talked about, 102-yard touchdown. Referee gets bowled over by a super, a somersaulting defensive end. If that ain't scream CFL for you, what else does? Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, and by the way, unreal. the ref, Tim Croker, who I know, he's a teacher from Saskatoon. He was like, got up after getting hit by Ceresna. They had that little conference with all the refs, and then flag came out. He clearly he had to shake off the cobweb. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. Rob Scott. Uh, writes in from BC and he says attendance at the Lions home opener should be big. Amar Dolman has another big concert lined up and the Lions are the only game in town now that MLS has put their coverage behind a paywall. Arlen Bruce writing in AB3, two-time Grey Cup champion. He says, great morning, RP and Darren. In my playing days, Ken Austin or Paul Lapolis would have called at least two fade routes on the one-yard line. It's a quarterback and receivers league. Oh, I can't even imagine. I didn't even listen to the post-game show for Chris Jones, Edmonton's coach, why they couldn't get it in from the 1-3 crack. 
if we can't get a yard, then we don't deserve to put it in. I'll say it for him. From Kevin the Medium. Good morning, RP peeps. Beautiful Monday morning in Calgary. If you're close, by swing by and say hi. Ace Casino Airport, Calgary. Uh, Allie in Texarkana says, man, it makes me want to root for that team. Hope they win really soon. Well, it ain't looking good. And for Saskatchewan, they look talented. That's what I saw with my naked eye. They're well coached, and they made less mistakes than the team on the other side. But pump the brakes on the parade because the Edmonton Elks at home are football's version of the Washington Generals. Point four, the Toronto Blue Jays entered the fifth inning on Sunday, trailing the Minnesota Twins 6-1 and in danger of being swept in a three-game series against the visitors. But Kevin Biggio's three-run homer in the eighth completed a 7-6 comeback win for the Blue Jays. Toronto closer Jordan Romano earned his 18th save, and Nate Pearson recorded the win for his two innings of relief. Meanwhile, Kike Hernandez hit a tie-breaking single in the tenth, and the visiting Boston Red Sox beat the Yankees 3-2 with the help of a late error by second baseman Claybor Torres. Uh, CEBL I'll get to later in the sports update. Where the heck? Maybe I'll do that now. I had C CEBL lined up. Calgary won at Sask yesterday. I ran into the rat, the uh, surge players. Downtown Saskatoon, where I was having coffee with a buddy, and I said, hey, is your owner here, Jason Ribeiro? He sat in that chair. And they said, oh, the owner doesn't ride the bus. We don't know if he's coming. <laughs> okay, we'll be looking into that. Here it is. Denver can capture its first NBA title in 47 years tonight in Game 5 at home against the Miami Heat. Canada's Jamel Murray had 15 points and 12 assists in Game 4 after a triple-double in Game 2 and a pair of double-doubles in Games 1 and 2. Interesting, the guy I was having coffee with, Alan Keller, he had one double-double. <laughs> but boom boom You on that, on. Clark? Uh, so the poll question today, the poll question today, where the heck did I, I'm all over the place. The poll question today is for Key Auto Group, and it's quite simply, are you following the NBA Finals? I had to hover my finger over the voting switch for a second before I said yes or not. Here it is. When it's time to transition into the world of electrified vehicles, the all-new Nero Hybrid is the perfect first step. Call Key Yorkton Kia, 306-783-2772, or go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 23 Kia Nero movement that inspires. I voted yes. Tonight I'll probably be watching the NBA Finals in the absence of anything else. But I've watched about... 90 seconds so far of this series, which Denver can put away tonight, Moose, with a home win. How, what are you voting, yes or no? Are you following the NBA Finals? I'm following. Yeah, I'm following it. Um, am I watching every second of it? No, but I watch tonight. Um, I'm always uh, watching when there's a championship uh, on the line. So, uh, yeah, I'm following it for sure, and I'll be watching tonight. You know, and I appreciate this. I said this is where the CFL fans come to talk, and I'm here for it, man. It's summer. Kevin, the medium, said to me yesterday, he's like, it's summer. What the hell else are we going to talk about? Because I'm not going to get into the conjecture of what trades and this and that of the NHL free agency. Not today. Maybe come July 1st. But the CFL's playing. I love it. Let's talk about it. Tao in Ottawa writes, and he says, same old, same old in Ottawa. 
Fans wanted them to clean house when they finally got rid of Lapo. Instead, the, they install an assistant to be cheap and save money. Now it looks just as bad as it did last year. They can't score, and they can't stop anyone. No one will go live, watch that crap, like last year again. Oh, that's the only game that I didn't watch any of on the weekend because I was giving a keynote address at the exact same time. I will say this to the CFL fans, and Kevin and I talked about this. If you really love the league, don't go on, C on uh, social media and tell everybody how bad the game is or it's terrible this game's on CBS Sports Network in the States because it doesn't make anybody want to go turn it on. Kevin's a football guy, and he said he really enjoyed the game, and my guy Cody won. If it's your team, I don't... I enjoy a one nothing hockey game. Like, I don't stop bitching about the play. But I'm also, I understand why Ottawa fans wouldn't be very happy. Darren, what do you think? Yeah, I didn't think it was a great show. And from Ottawa, I think they've got some work to do. And, you know, Ottawa fans, I think we're supposed to be optimistic coming into the year. And against a Montreal team that nobody is really giving too much of a chance here to do anything in the season, at least in terms of contending for a Grey Cup. And, and when you don't win that one, uh, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But like any of the fan bases across the league, I wouldn't write your team off after one week. They're still figuring oh things out. They're finding their identities. Do not write your team off after one week. Yeah, but of course they're going to. They're football fans. Oh, That's what I, they do, and I don't blame them. I, know. I don't blame them. It's so where they are. Okay, Moose, you're actually done for the day, so go enjoy that gorgeous Sask weather. All right. All right, we're going to talk Stanley Cup final next. Hockey analyst Serena Taylor joins us from the Stanley Cup. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. Live. We're live. We're live. I want to tell you that I am not TV Times, that I'm not the cable guy. We've got people writing in from Red Deer. Brian N. says, what happened to Game Plus and Red Deer on TELUS? Pretty sure I don't know. But I know that we are live on Game Plus everywhere else from Ace Airport Casino in Calgary. We're going to talk Stanley Cup now on another day off. They don't get going until Tuesday night. And we bring in our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, from South Florida. She was at Game 4 where the... Vegas Golden Knights build up a 3-0 lead and were able to hold on for the victory. I think it ended 3-2. Serena, you were there. Uh, first of all, for anybody that follows you on social media, you said it was the greatest night of your life on Saturday. So we, we should probably have you explain how and why that was. You know, my whole life, I've Wayne Gretzky's just been the greatest person in the world to me. I'm not just a fan. I'm like probably the biggest Gretzky fan out there. And anybody who knows me really well knows that. And so I was downstairs and just kind of bombing around, getting the lay of the land when I first got there. And I just walked past the room and I glanced in there and noticed Wayne was sitting in there. And I nearly expired. 
and his security guy happened to notice that there was something, he asked me if I was okay. And I was like, I don't want to look like a kook. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine. So I was standing there debating my next move. Like, do I wait for Wayne to come out? I'm not really sure what's going to be happening here. And so a couple minutes passed by and his security guy, Robert, by the way, says to me, can I help you with something? And I said, well, actually, I think you can. And so I explained to him, choking back tears, and he said, I got you, I'll take care of this. So Wayne was getting ushered from room to room across the hall, and he was in makeup and all that kind of stuff, and he was trying to grab me. He's like, just wait here, be patient, I'll make sure it happens. And so he got Wayne to introduce himself, take a couple pictures with me, and that was the highlight of my life. It was the greatest moment of my entire life. I'm still, my dad called today to see if I slept at all since then. So it was- <laughs> Well, that's good. Allie in Texarkana writes in, she says, so happy for my girl. Bravo. So yeah, that's good. Good night. And then uh, Vegas wins it. You had a chat with their general manager during the game. I understand Kelly McCrimmon. So they're up 3-1 with a chance to close it out Tuesday in Vegas. Do you think they do? Or do the Panthers extend this thing? Nah, they'll close it out. You know, everybody pretty much, the feel around the rink there that night, and when I say the feel, I'm talking about the hockey guys. They all agree that Vegas is twice the team as the Panthers, and everybody pretty much feels like it's going to get locked up. And I think the reality check has kind of hit for Florida, where they just, they, they really haven't, the last game that they won was barely, you know, and the other night, you want to talk about the word fluky? Come on. That first goal that they got bounced off two different guys. Neither one of them was even close to the net. And the general feel around the rink among the hockey people, which is the only people I care about their opinion, is that Vegas is going to, Vegas is the better team. And I, when I was talking to Kelly McCrimmon, He's like, well, I hope we can. I said, you're going to lock it up tonight. It's going to really be a deal breaker. And when that puck bounced off those defensemen and went in, then I thought, this is how fluky Vegas or Florida is. This goal here, if they come back and win this game, that could turn this series around because of that goal. But they just couldn't get it done. Vegas is just so much stronger in their own end. You know, when Florida gets in trouble in their end, there's three guys scrambling for the puck. But when Vegas gets in trouble, even after Florida pulled their goalie, Vegas never panicked. They don't turn around and fire the puck out. It's stick, 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 and the puck is out. They don't panic. They don't make mistakes. That's why they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're very much in control. From the, uh, uh, from the audience, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, first name basis with Wayne's security. Someone's doing well. <laughs> From Swerve, Swerve in Calgary says, Cinderella has lost her slippers. And for me, I was really happy to hear Rob, uh, not Rob Lindsay, Bill Lindsay say last week at the Beach House, and you were there, that the Panthers are going to be good. They're positioned to be good for a long time because Vegas, I know you feel this way. If anybody deserves to win the Stanley Cup with the way that they have come along through their six-year existence, it's Vegas, at least more than Florida. They're a great team. They lost out in the Stanley Cup final to Washington in 2018, and they just look that determined. They're a talented team. For that reason, they deserve to win. Like, do you, and it, I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse here, but do you think Florida will learn from this down the line? What, what 
Vegas lost by losing and what Tampa lear sorry, learned by losing or the orders back in the day to the Islanders? What a great question, because just before I came on here, I was thinking about that exact thing. Wayne said when they lost the 83 final to the Islanders, they walked by the Islanders dressing room and those guys were smoked. They were done. And Wayne was like, you got to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. And he said in that moment, he knew the Oilers had a lot more to learn based on what he saw in that Islers dressing room. You had older guys on that Islanders team versus the younger Oilers. They were tired because they put in the work. And the switch, I think, went off for Wayne, and they won four out of the next five years with him. And But to, uh, to turn that around here, you're looking at two different hockey teams. The Oilers were a dynasty before they even won a Stanley Cup. They knew it was going to be special. The Panthers are not that. The Panthers are not a strong enough team to even be in the Stanley Cup final. You can't, the 83 Oilers versus the 2023 Panthers, it's not even close. But the Panthers just don't have that character. The Oilers had that character. And as far as Vegas is concerned, there's six guys on that team that lost that Stanley Cup final. They know what it feels like. Six years from now, there's not going to be the same Panthers on that team. It's just, it's, it's a different game. It is a different era, but the Panthers wouldn't have got this far if they didn't have some character obviously um max hardwick from the audience says the golden girl meets the great one yes that was on our social media they're really digging that name serena uh swerve says florida ran out of gas like my 81 and 91 north stars wayne in victoria bc says well done serena for not letting that opportunity pass without meeting your hockey hero and that was the thing. I was sitting in the press box game three Thursday night, and I had an epiphany. I'm like, I'm coming back to Canada. I won't be here for Saturday, but I know who could come and cover this, Serena. And to be honest, the NHL, in a millisecond, said, yeah, bring her in. So I'm sure you're pretty happy with the NHL uh, at this moment, Serena Don. Well, I definitely, definitely was very pleased. I just had a feeling it was going to happen. You know, and right after I met Wayne, Keith Jones actually walked out. And so Robert introduced me to Keith. He's like, have you met Keith Jones? And what an incredible human being he is. And he was another person that said, he goes, I, I agree with you. Vegas is twice the team Florida is. And they're just that much stronger in so many ways. And we talked about the Oilers. And Keith said to me, I really thought this year was going to be the Oilers year. And he said, it's coming, you know, but meeting all those people just i kind of felt like i was back home for a second because there's so many canadians bombing around there and it's such a small world we all know each other like kelly mccrimmon and i talking about being from saskatchewan like this is why people here i'm like people here don't get it people here don't get it they don't get it it's completely different we are born and bred in that environment you got Look at how many people with, from Saskatchewan are associated with that Vegas team. Well, why do you think they're successful? They hire the right people and put them in the right place to do said job. We have a lot well, more characters. It's certainly, a, uh, it's certainly an intimate, uh, uh, I don't know what you want, industry, I guess, and it's awesome. We're out of time. I appreciate uh, your time. Serena, we'll talk soon. Thanks for this. Glad uh, it went so well Saturday. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much.
We got some great comments coming in from our audience, by the way. For instance, Daniel Swanson in Winnipeg, or from Winnipeg, says, I was in Winnipeg visiting family last week. I was at the Bombers home opener. Great game to see live. Went to IG Field a couple of times in the week to grab gear. And Thursday was leaving the store, and I got to meet Richie Hall. Everybody, this is the theme. This is what the theme will be. What sports icon, your sports icon, your, it doesn't have to be your hero. Serena got to meet yours, but who's the sports icon that you met that you still remember to this day? we got a sports update coming up next. Audience takeover. That would be a good time to get into that. Kevin the Medium live in hour two. Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert. And also Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports in Winnipeg. We're live on Game Plus Television. Also WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. All right, back for audience takeover, live from Ace Casino Airport and uh, Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport. Back here for the summer, and I do love it here a lot. Um, before the, the question before the break was, who is the icon that you met in sports? We got a lot here. Uh, John Ohm. Um says, he's in uh, Winnipeg, he says, talked with Timu Salani in 1989. Great hockey player and such a gentleman. Fan for life. Was it 89, John? Because I didn't think he was a rookie till 93. Was it 99? Uh, from Daryl in Edmonton, I got to meet Wayne Gretzky last year during the WHL Championships. Wife and I were dining in the Chairman's Club and looked up and there was Wayne. John Ohm says, I met Gretzky in Winnipeg when he was in LAK. From Tom in the audience says, Serena, you go, girl, says Oprah. Here's my thing with Wayne. Two things. I noticed last week when Janet was there and the family, I'm like, I love what the NHL has this. It's a family atmosphere. The Gretzkys are there, of course. It's the Stanley Cup final. The whole family's here. You love that. And, uh, I'd been around Wayne a lot over the years and was just too nervous to introduce myself. 2001 NHL draft. This doesn't, didn't present the opportunity like uh, these others are talking about. But we we're in a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in downtown Toronto. NHL draft. <coughs> it's the end of June. Hot as hell. And who comes walking into the private back area where we were? Wayne Gretzky. In a black leather blazer, jeans, and a white dress shirt. Just looking like a million bucks. People's forks, you could hear them hit their, stop, drop, hit their plate. Wayne Gretzky just walked in. But 2003 NHL draft, or was it 04? Raleigh, North Carolina. I was on the draft floor six feet away from Gretzky. 
And I was just too, just, he was having a sip of coffee. And I don't know who he was working for. Arizona, I guess. And I was too nervous. I was too nervous to go up and say hi. Serena ain't shy. I was shocked at how big he is. I, in terms of tall, he's not that wide. But yeah, we all have those brushes. From the bar flies in Winnipeg, he says, are the CFL attendance figures alarming to anyone else? Um, we'll carry that over into hour two. It's 32,000 at the game I was at yesterday, brah. The most since 2013. From Ty, he says, I was shocked at the attendance in Calgary last week. Yeah, we'll get to all that. Ryan McCarthy in uh, New York says, I had the opportunity to meet Paul Molitor in an intimate setting with a family friend about 10 years ago. Paul is a stellar dude. Member of the World Series champion, Toronto Blue Jays. Sports update before we run an hour one. The public is invited to Vancouver City Hall today as Mayor Ken Sim will proclaim today as BC Lions Day in the city of Vancouver. The event takes place at 3 p.m. at City Hall. It includes Mayor Ken Sim, Lions owner Amar Doman, President Dwayne Vino, head coach Rick Campbell, and players Lucky Whitehead and Manny Rugamba. The Blue Jays have the day off before opening a nine-game road trip tomorrow in Baltimore. Tonight's slate includes Boston hosting the Colorado Rockies. Ladner BC product James Paxton gets to start for the Red Sox. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters June 23rd. The Flash, worlds collide in The Flash when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. The Flash, in theaters June 23rd. It's a busy hour, too. Kevin the Medium's going to be with us. We'll be talking about all your CFL questions, NHL, and more. I'll tell you more about Ace Airport Casino. Jim Lang's going to be with us. Darren Bombing. And you, right after this brief pause on Game Plus and the Keys.